South Seas Healthcare, providing excellent health and well-being for Pacific people and all communities. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. That is rugby league. Welcome in team, it is running at straight time, 16 minutes of Rugby League coming up today. The great man Scotty Sattler, he will be joining us oh, in about 10 minutes. I do welcome your questions, there's no Sammy today, there's no Kempe today. It's me, Stavik, in the chair for running it straight. So very much welcome your input into the question lines you want me to put to both Scotty Sattler, as I say, at about quarter past, and then just around about half past, we have the CEO of the One New Zealand Warriors, Cam George, joining us on the phone as well. I need him in layman's terms to point, point to me the ramifications of winning that first playoff game, losing that playoff game, Where's the next one? Has he had discussions? When we asked him last time, he just said, look, we just need to make the playoffs. We need to make sure of our position. Well, we know we're in the four now. Have there been discussions with Andrew Abdo? I did see uh, in the wires this morning that he wasn't dismissive of Mount Smart hosting that game. And hot on the back of that, Nick Sauntner from Eden Park said he would welcome a game in there and he's happy to have a chat. Um, I got informed that the NRL have been talking to Eden Park for about six weeks. Unsubstantiated, uh, but that's something that someone sent through to me the other day saying they knew someone at the Eden Park, Eden Park Board Trust, whatever it was, saying they've been in discussion. So it's still a little bit up in the air. And let's not forget, we've got a game against the Dolphins with uh, quite a few quite a few changes that are not enforced, but I guess... They want to. They want to. Here's the here's the team for the Warriors to take on the Dolphins. Tane Toopiki will start in the one jersey. I remember when he made his debut. He's 20 years old. He's an excitement machine. He's had a couple of stints off the bench as well. He's at the back. Uh, Ed Cossey and Marcelo Montoya will be on the wings. So Dallin Wateni Zalesnak rested. Rocco Berry and Adam Pompey in the midfield. Uh, and then a new halves pairing, Tamari Martin. Welcome back to the NRL champion. Great that he's getting some game time in the big league after coming back in the New South Wales Cup last week, or Queensland Cup. Which one do they play? Queensland or New South Wales? Anyway, the Cup. Uh, Tamari Martin got through that, and he's back in the Warriors jersey in six. Uh, Ronald Volkman will be in the seven. And then uh, Adam Fenua Blake is being rested as well as Wade Egan. So the props will be Bunty Arfa, Mitch Barnett. Freddie Lussick gets the start in nine. And uh, the second row of Josh Curran and Marata Niakora 
and Neokore and Dylan Walker gets a start. He's been uh, the 14 jersey quite often. Interchange of Braden Vialami. He's been out of commission for a long, long time. He finds himself back. Jackson Ford with some impetus off the bench. Bailey Serenin on the bench and Tommy Ale also on the bench. Uh, interchange and they've also named uh, the extended bench is Kalani going Jacob Laban Ben Far Zion Mau and Paul Roach that's a new name to me so a whole lot of players in but I guess the big news Adam Fenua Blake these are the rested players Adam Fenua Blake Charles Nickel Klukstar Dallin Watini Zalesniak Luke Metcalf injured Sean Johnson not injured but has niggles uh, Tohu Harris injured, back spasms, let's hope that can last for ages or it can be gone in a couple of days Uh, they will do their very best to get Captain Fantastic back onto the field and of course Wade Egan is uh, rested as well he's had a fair few injuries himself Um, the Dolphins uh, have got Tabuai Fido at the back, Jermaine Asako who I think has wrapped up um, top try scorer and top point scorer for the season with a round to go. So, um, and I think that's only the second time in NRL history that's been done. Uh, Niu and Aitken in the centres, uh, Bostock on the other wing, Cody Nicorema and Sean O'Sullivan are the halves. Their forward pack of Bromwich and Nichols, uh, Harris Graham completes the front row, Felice Kafusi and Lemuelu. Uh, the second row, and Kenny Bromwich in the 13 jersey. They've got a bench of Wallace, Katoa, Plath, and SESC. Remembering the Dolphins will throw the kitchen sink at this because it is their last game of the season. Can't make the playoffs. Um, interesting times, interesting times. Good, good, good. Double eight, double three. Um, Questions. They are coming in. This is great news. Great news. And also on YouTube, welcome your questions on YouTube because we're live on YouTube as well. That's interesting. I've just clicked on the YouTube one and it shows Sam and Kempi having a chat. So that can't, I must have clicked onto the wrong one. <laughs> I must have clicked onto the wrong one. Anyway, I welcome your text messages, double eight, double three, for questions for both the great Scotty Sattler. I do want to talk about this weekend with him. I want to talk about the resting of players. And, and I, I'm thinking about that massive game, the, the, the massive game this weekend, um, top of the table. And Brisbane and uh, the Storm. Sorry, Storm making 11 changes. Brisbane resting eight players. The fans are sort of being robbed of it. And past players they've gone to for comment over in Australia, some are saying um, the teams at the top of the table, they've earned the right to rest their players. And others saying they're they're doing a disservice to their fans by resting their stars. You know, uh, fans would have been buying tickets to this grandstand game. Um, the Broncos in the storm weeks ago, thinking this is a grandstand finish to the minor premiership and a heap of them aren't playing. So some people say it's okay. Some people say it's not really interested in your thoughts on it. Um, And I think it was Spud Carroll said, for God's sake, they've had three buys. Isn't that enough rest? Um, The old school rough and tumble players seem to have that sort of opinion. So do get your questions in double eight, Double three is the temper bedpost text line. Get your questions you'd love to hear from Scotty Sattler or Cameron George or both. Happy with any amount of questions on all of those. So we've got a 2.15 appointment with Scotty Sattler, so we'll get out of here now. We'll take our break. We'll get Scotty Sattler up on the line and the Penrith legend. He'll join us after the break. 
Welcome back in, and we do have a, a lot of questions have been flying in, which is fantastic, both on our live stream on YouTube and on the text line. Double eight, double three questions for Scotty Sattler and Cam George coming up later on in the show as well. But we welcome in uh, great league player, player, better human. Scotty Sattler joins the show. Sats, welcome in. Thank you, Steffi. How are you? Very. I'll tell you what, I'm becoming a big fan of Sats and the Rat. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, we were very excited when a few weeks ago um, our bosses in Victoria and Melbourne were telling us that we're going to go into to New Zealand, and um, yeah, just and we've had great contribution from uh, all the way down in Invercargill, uh, Timaru, there's been Tamuka to Arnau, uh, all the way up in the North Downs, out, out around uh, Whangarei as well. It's been really good. Uh, Christchurch, yeah, it's really good support for the show. So. And being married to a South Island Kiwi girl as well, it's, uh, it's always a place that's close to my heart. Just ups your stocks, sets for us Kiwis <laughs> over here. Mate, um, gosh, there's so many stories around rugby league, which makes it so consumable for us. Um, a lot of bullet points, a lot of questions are be coming in around Corey Horsburgh getting four matches, Jared Warrior Hargreaves getting seven matches because he crazily tried to contest. These are, <laughs> these, are, these are damaging, but two teams that are struggling anyway. Were they expected for you, Sats, those two big, big um, suspensions? No. Well, probably Jared Warrior Hargrave's one because he's always had a target on his head, Jared, because he, he likes to fly close to the, to the edge. He's just that style of player. Um, he's in his last year of his contract next year with the Roosters. You would think that he'd probably retire after that, but he's one of those players, Staffy, you've just got to have in your sight. Every team's got to have a lunatic. <laughs> you've, got to have, you've got to have someone where you're looking through the corner of your eye, and then the Warriors have got that this year. There are two of them. They've got Adam Fanil Blake and Marada Niakore. He's every team's got to have one if you're going to win a comp. And he's been their alpha male for a number of years. And, and now he f- flies a little bit close to the edge with the way the game is going with its rules and the judiciary. Seven weeks, I thought, is probably a little bit harsh. But in saying that, that's the way they've been. They've been pretty consistent uh, with some of the charges. Corey Horsburgh, on the other hand, I think it's an absolutely ridiculous suspension, to be quite honest. I thought it was just a really good contact. Yeah, he did tuck his arm into his side of his body, and yes, it would be gauged as a shoulder charge, and they have been consistently suspending players for that. But four weeks, I mean, thats I think that's a little bit extreme when we're trying to take... You know, I think it looks as though sometimes we're trying to take um, that brutal contact out of the game, which is always going to happen in contact sports. Um, there was no injury, there was no contact to the head, and I thought four weeks was a little bit extreme. Huge talking point over here is not only around the Warriors who have rested um, all their stars just about, I would say. There's a good six or seven of them and a couple are injured. Torhu Harris injured. We'll, find, we'll get, hopefully get an update from Cam George. But the absolute carte blanche resting of both the Storm and the Broncos and a number of other teams has, has riled some up. Um, but we're getting a lot of comments here saying wrap Sean Johnson up and cotton wool and bubble wrap. Um, we, <laughs> all the top four clubs packed themselves when they saw what happened to Luai, so they're resting all their guns. Um, where do you stand on this resting before playoffs? Uh, well, I suppose we play in a different era now where your performance department really owns this time of year. Uh, and what I mean by that is your strength and conditioners, your physios, all that team that makes up getting the best performance out of your players. So, yeah, they, they have a fair bit of say around uh, about the workload. There's this famous word now in rugby league, which is workload. What's your workload? And everyone's got a number mm. or some sort of uh, gauge about what your workload is. And if you've reached that workload or you've played X amount of games, 
if a coach would have come to me and said, listen, you played every game and in every second throughout so year that we won the comp, I played every second of, of every game that year wow. and along with four other, four or five other players as well, um, if a coach would have come to me and said, we're going to give you this weekend, weekend off, I'd have said, go and bite your ass. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but we play, we're in a different world now and we've got to accept that. Yeah, to be able to rest players means you've earned the right to and you've got to look at it from a positive sense. Now, to the fans, it's not great because if, you've, if you're going to a game or you're a member or you've got a corporate box or it's a, it's a big game with the Broncos in Melbourne, well, you, you've got the right to be a little bit disillusioned but the way I like to look at it, Staffy, I like to take the half-glass-full approach is that you get to see some of the... I mean, once upon a time in rugby league, Staffy, we used to have the under-21s that played at 12 o'clock, and you had reserve grade played at 1.30, and then first grade played at 3 o'clock. And you, as a fan, you got to sit on the hill or in the grandstands, and you got to watch the kid that was 19 years of age play under-21s, mm. and he'd come on in second grade, and you'd watch his progression. You played part of his, his development to become an NRL player, and... And I feel as though that with the Cowboys and the Storm game especially, uh, sorry, the Broncos and the Storm game, it's got the ability to look at some really exciting young players we're going to see in coming years. And there's a number 14 that's playing for the Broncos called Blake Moser. He's a hooker. And he plays like Cameron Smith. He's, I think he's a potential superstar, so we're going to see him for the first time. But a young kid, number 14, playing for the Melbourne Storm called Sua Fa'alongo, who's a fullback for the... Uh, the Sunshine Coast Falcons, Melbourne Storms feeder club. He plays like Roger Tuivasa-Shek. He's, wow. he's an absolute kid. I can't wait to see him play. And I suppose from a positive perspective, to see some really good youngsters play. And the same for the Warriors, some players that haven't got to play a lot in minutes this year, they get to you know, play, um, play in the NRL if they haven't played much this year. So the only way they're going to, I think, get the best teams to play their best players is the $200,000 prize money you get for minor premiership if that you share that with the playing group because at the moment you don't share it with the playing group you just it just goes to the club it goes on their bottom line so mm. if you want to get the best players playing in the last round well I suppose the prize money probably needs to be shared amongst the playing group would a competition-wide buy after this week, so next weekend, no NRL, we know the eight, we know who you're playing, you all get the week off, would that help or hinder? Because for me there's so many factors that's that um, there's no rugby league for the weekend, you lose your impetus that's been a wonderful season, but it would stop the marquee players resting this last round, or would it? No, I think it'd be a good idea, uh, Staffy. Uh, the AFL introduced that I think it's about 2016 I think it's a really good idea I suppose what's different for us is that we've got the NRLW now now I know the Warriors are going to come back into the competition uh, very soon but we have a 10 team comp at the moment it is flying at the moment when it comes to not only the standard of it but also the always on the TV and also listening on SEN uh, SEN League so um, what we could do is if we had that weekend off next weekend for our final eight teams we can just have a complete weekend which focuses on the NRLW. And I think that's a really important thing, just to be able to own that space. The AFL don't have that. Their comp just goes goes blank for a week. They have some off-field talk, they have some draft discussions they have, trade sort of stuff we don't understand in rugby league and rugby. And uh, But in saying that, I think the NRLW could own it. Or the other flip side of that, stuff is that is that if you finish in the top four, you deserve... You deserve to be there because the way you've played. The bottom eight, four teams, well, they're basically scratching to get to get to the final day uh, of the season. 
um, should they be given a break to freshen up to sort of match the top four sides. The other alternative is when we find out our two grand final teams, Taffy, after our grand final qualifiers, our preliminary finals, should we have a week off then and then play the grand final, like Super, like Super Bowl does? Whereas if you know, we do take your A-laws now, if Sean Johnson, for example, gets a head knock in the grand final qualifier and he's not available seven days later, well, you know, we want to see the best players on the field. So there's two trains of thought there. There's two arguments, I think, that are in the best interest of the game. Yeah, I sort of thought if they could time the NRLW to... They, if they did have that week off for the NRL, the week that they do have off, make that the NRLW playoffs. That that would be awesome. Yeah, well, the, the grand final of the NRLW will fall on the same day. And I just think that... I just think there's an opportunity for them to own that space. And mm. we've got to continue owning that space. And, um, you know, so I think there's a few decisions around the judiciary. I think they need to... Not, not blow up that system, but I think they need to streamline a little bit more and I think they really need to review that at season's end. And also, uh, I feel as though that this discussion around do we have a week off next week or the week before the grand final with the HIA rules, I think I think there needs to be some debate around that when they review the season, the NRL. A few people want your unbiased opinion about the Warriors and these these concerns. We've had quite a few texts about the lead into the playoffs for the Warriors, and I'll just throw some teams and some numbers. Canberra seventh on the table, Titans thirteen, West seventeen, Manly twelve, Dragons sixteen, and now Dolphins fourteen. Uh, it's great while it's happening, and we're winning the games and earning the points. Do you think that could pose a problem? We haven't had a, a Brisbane, a Melbourne, a Penrith, um, a Souths in the last couple of months? If you're a team that's used to playing in the finals, I would say yes, it would be a problem because you, you like to go in really battle-hardened. When you're a team that hasn't been used to winning over the last couple of seasons, you take any win that you can and you build as much confidence as you can and you allow that psychology to take you into the finals. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are saying... You know, so-called experts in Australia, Australia that are saying the Warriors are, we're just making up the numbers when it comes to the top four. And I always say, and I said it last night on the show, Staffy, be careful underestimating team that everyone underestimates because when you build confidence through wins, and it doesn't matter how you get those wins, you still win. And when you win, you, you gather this, this, this great resilience amongst your playing group where you feel as though you're unbeatable. So beating the 17th ranked team, as opposed to beating the first-ranked team, you're still winning at the end of the day. So you've got to take your wins and what what's put in front of you. And what the Warriors have been doing is they've been winning games they're expected to win. They're the hardest games to win, Staffy, the games you're expected to win. So I think that's a pleasing, a pleasing uh, situation for Andrew Webster and the players. So uh, I think the Warriors are going to pose a huge threat to this competition. I just think on the wave of the emotion from the fans and the and the great support they've been getting. But on the back of that, just um, just the way they've been winning. They've been winning tough, and I think that's really important. And I think they've got to take that and use that as an advantage. Text from Mark on the Tampa Bear Post text line says, Staffy, could you please ask Scott Sattler if he thinks Souths will beat the Roosters tomorrow night? He's obviously one of those team's fans. <laughs> well, you know what, Staffy and listeners, I think... Um, this is obviously the game of the round because there's so much at stake. Mm. I think no Latrell Mitchell, which probably could be a good thing, actually. It might be a bad thing. And that's a blight on Latrell. I just think if Stavis can get to the finals, which is tough enough as it is, 
unleash Latrell in the first week of the finals and, and we'll see a beast emerge. I think on the back of what's happened two weeks ago, a week and a bit ago, with Sam Burgess leaving the club last week, mm. he's planted a bit of a seed amongst the club about whether they need to ask exhaustible questions about their uh, conviction and their ability to set standards, which obviously based on results, some of those standards have have really dropped over the last few weeks of South after Origin. So I feel as though that you know, guys like Cody Walker and, and Damien Cook and Cam Murray and um, you know, Campbell Graham, just to name a few of them, Joe Arrow to you know, Junior, I feel as though that because of what's happened between that whole dynamic, Sam Burgess, him leaving the club, I think I think they might start questioning themselves about whether they need to lift a gear. And um, I know that the Roosters have got James Tedesco back, but Joey Manu looks like missing with a, with a hamstring injury. So based on what happened at South... I think South may win this by two points. It even may go down to Golden Point because mm. the NRL is salivating how the season's finished out with these two teams fighting over eighth position. So at the moment, I'm saying South, just purely based on their their cage being rattled last week with the Sam Burgess situation. Last question, Sats, and I feel like a group of mates may have colluded and all text in the same question from different phone numbers. <laughs> um, they're saying, you like, uh, they've worded it differently, so I'll paraphrase. You played with some absolute greats like Wiley Lewis, etc., but they want to know what Mark Guy was like, such an animal on the field, but was he a prankster or was he a hard bugger off the field? He was all, he was all of the above, uh, Staffy and, uh, and listeners. He was... Uh, before the game, there's a two-minute buzzer that goes in the dressing sheds, which tells you you're about to run out. Uh, when the two-minute buzzer goes, he used to he used to march up and down the dressing sheds, and his eyes would be turning, and he was like a lunatic he to be released from the <laughs> asylum. And and um, when you'd release him, and when he was on form, he was devastating. Off the field, uh, absolute gangster, and also he doesn't want. Is a massive kleptomaniac he used to steal your clothes at training so he'd turn up in his training clothes <laughs> and then while you were having a shower he, he'd have a shower and then he'd walk in and he'd use someone's towel who was in the shower and then he'd give it on the hook again and then he'd grab that person's shorts over there and that person's shirt and he'd just walk out with his boots <laughs> and his training gear in his hands and then you'd come back from the shower and your clothes would be gone so you're going home in the towel that's it so um yeah, he's, he's a great character and one of the great human beings. He's just he's a, he's so enjoyable to be around. Yeah, he's, he's a great guy, but an absolute lunatic on the field. Yeah, oh, we need the characters and we've got them, and they're still they're still around as well. Hey, Sats, really appreciate your time talking to us on Running It Straight. We'll stay in touch um, as always. Thanks heaps for your time. I'm in Auckland on Sunday, Monday, Staffy, for the Simon Mannering Medal. So I absolutely, I'm so excited about being at, at that awards night for, after such uh, a special year so far. There's still so much more to play for. Just brilliant. Good to have you here too, mate. Good to have you here. Pop your head in if you get a spare few minutes. I will be. I will be. Monday afternoon. So I'll see you then. And uh, yeah, great to catch up. Cheers, buddy. There he is, folks. Penrith Rugby League legend Scotty Sattler joining us. We'll take news. And after that, Cam George, CEO of the Warriors. Welcome back in uh, to Running It Straight. Uh, Sammy Hewitt and Kempe not here today. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, Steffi here on our league show. Great to hear from uh, NRL legend Scotty Sattler, who's back in the Warriors to go deep into the playoffs, as is this man, I'm sure. Very uh, grateful for Cam George to come off the short run. CEO of the Warriors, Cam, welcome in. 
Thanks, mates. Uh, pleasure to be here, albeit off the bench. <laughs> no, I'm not off the bench. Well, I'm off the bench as well, mate. Don't worry about that. Um, I've asked the listeners for some questions because we want to answer what they want to know. Um, here's a good one to start with. Hi, Cam George. What employment opportunities are available at the Warriors if someone wanted to express interest to work for the mighty club? What would be the best steps to take? There's a vote of confidence in your organisation. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, obviously uh, anyone can uh, email their uh, expression of interest or, um, or CV if they like uh, to the club. Uh, you know, from time to time, we're always looking for, you know, passionate and committed people to work for uh, the New Zealand Warriors. So just send it through to the club and when something pops up, if you're the right fit, who knows? There you go. Always open. I love that. Staff, a question for Cam. Uh, you may not know, but is Tohu injured long term or is he just rested for this week? Uh, look, I think the um, you know, from my perspective, from what I understand, that you know the back is you know, pretty sore with some spasms and the likes. But you know, certainly travel wasn't going to help him in the short term. So um, Webby still had a little bit of colour on his face when he was telling me about it. So I don't think he was on death's door in regards to the the, the long term approach with 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 Torhu. So let's get through this weekend, and I'm sure a week off without the travel will help his back big time. There's all this talk about where the Warriors will play next time they come home. Um, there's two scenarios. We know we're in the four. Um, we either we either lose the top four game and then there's a game coming back to New Zealand. That one's going to be Mount Smart. We know that. Is that right? Yeah, look, I'm over at the NRL today, actually, and uh, I haven't really had the chance to sit down with uh, Andrew Abdo yet, but... Um, Look, there's still a bit of a debate going on for both both venues and what's the best fit for the NRL because they do own the finals and we'll go and play anywhere to try and win on behalf of our fans and, and so on. But Holmes, Mount Smart, uh, that's where we believe we've earned to play um, and Andrew knows that. So we'll wait and see what happens. But look, at the end of the day, we're going to get told where we're playing and as a club, we've just got to go and do the job wherever we need to go. Because mm, someone pointed out Penrith have got a small ground as well. Would they make them move as well? Yeah, look, I think the, the, the actual game they're considering is your prelim, your grand final pr- prelim. Yeah. Um, so if you look at last year, Penrith, you know, you're spot on. They got to play their, their finals uh, earlier on, rounds one or two, uh, at, at Penrith Stadium. But then for the prelim, they had to play that at a core stadium, which is Homebush. So, you know, there is... There is a history of clubs being moved to the bigger stadiums for the, the biggest games, um, and that happens in Australia. Uh, my argument is we're an out-of-Sydney team and not dissimilar to Canberra or Melbourne or Cowboys. Uh, they get to play at their stadiums and not get shifted to you know other stadiums. So, um, look, it's the debate was still happening, but let's just get through this weekend and uh, let's get wound up for next week and go from there. 100%. A lot of people were looking forward though, Cam. They're very much looking forward. Um, no name on this one, but it just says, where are we at with uh, Webby's contract? Because other clubs will be hungry. Oh, it's from James. <laughs> oh, look, James, you can take it from me. Uh, Webby and I know where we're at, mate. We're just focused on the now. Uh, but both of us are extremely committed to the future of the club and 
Um, yeah, let, leave that with us and uh, let's just get through the semis and Webby's a very happy man. Other people that are members of the Warriors are asking, again, early doors, but um, for games that the Warriors will be involved in or may be involved in as the comp progresses this year, even all the way to the grand final, will there be a way for members to get access to tickets? Yeah, look, that always happens in all clubs. Uh, that's the benefit, one of the benefits of being a member of any club, particularly our club. Um, in situations like this, you do get those pre-purchase windows and the likes as members. Um, so that's why, you know, that's why they, the, the NRL reward members uh, for supporting their club. So, yes, they will, um, and that'll be notified in at the certain times and I'd say that'll all happen next week. Uh, someone here is saying I see the Warriors Awards Nights uh, is on Monday. Can you please live stream them to us fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look, uh, I'm sure once the awards are done we'll have some footage and uh, the announcements of um, the excellence from uh, staff and players that have been uh, rewarded um, announced. So, yeah, we look forward to that. Breaking lots of records, Cameron. I see that Bickley, uh, your, your media man, posted last night for the first time in 29 season history. You're set to break half a million people through the gates, home and away. Um, there's no, not many bad news stories about the Warriors this year. That's another huge tick in the box for your organisation. Yeah, it's a credit to, to everyone, our, and particularly our fans and our members. Um, you know, to to come along to our games and let's just talk about the Mount Smart ones that gave me the stadium that, um, you know, there was some pretty awful games in terms of weather earlier in the year, but they everyone turned up, everyone supported the team. And then when we've travelled away, honestly, it's been unbelievable the support that we've been getting. And, um, you know, the Gold Coast recently was huge. Uh, you know, Waikato is obviously in New Zealand, but that wasn't our home game. It was a sellout. But, you know, Parramatta when we played there. So... A big thank you to everyone that's come to a game far and wide. Um, you mean the world to us, and that's allowed us to sort of reach numbers we've never reached before. So, um, and, and it's just real impactful on the game, and just really proud of our footy club and our fan base. Yeah, it's amazing, Cam. I sit here uh, in New Zealand and watch the Warriors play at home, and the Warriors chant just about at any ground is incredible. And I also get the feeling it's not just relocated Kiwis. I feel like a lot of Australians have embraced the Warriors. Yeah, I think what you're finding now, because of what we have done, um, people don't forget that. And the amount of messages we get about, you know, we deserve what we're getting now, I understand that, but we're earning what we're getting now. And, um, you know, we, we believe in ourselves to achieve highly. And um, what's happening now, I think, as people's teams have been knocked out of the competitions after this weekend, we're going to get a huge surge in support because I think we've become everyone's second team during the course of COVID. And now their teams aren't in the finals, and we are. We'll become their team to follow. And I'm in Sydney today, and the amount of CEOs uh, from the other clubs that have just mentioned how great it is to see us in there, and but how big the support base is, and how many people want us to to really win the competition. So it's nice, um, and it's something that I feel like we've earned through the difficult times over the last few years. Um, and there's been a few messages about merchandise. Um, people would love to get some, and they can't seem to get their hands on. They're, they're a bit frustrated, but I know you are as well. That um, <laughs> supply demand just hasn't been met. Yeah, well, that's you know again a reflection of the support that we've been getting throughout the year. It's just huge the numbers that we've seen accumulate over our our game days and, and the likes. And look, we share in the frustrations, but it's just the reality of the movement. 
in people wanting to be a part of the bandwagon and um it's just it's it's awesome to see but it's also as you say it's frustrating for some people but we apologize but it's just the nature of of the success that we've got so far but um you know hopefully um people can get their hands on something soon um to you know to wear throughout the final series just brilliant. And someone else, oh, I could keep going. There's so many questions for you, Cam, but I don't want to hold you up for too long. No, no, you're right, mate. Um, you've got a message on YouTube because we stream this live as well. John Berwick, he says, I'm a Yank from Montana, USA, and I've been watching the NRL for a couple of years now, and I absolutely love it. It's going global. Um, there's a game going to Vegas. Someone else has asked, have you got the highest membership number ever at the moment? No, um, you know, it's quite unique. Uh, our membership, okay, so we only count, you know, our full season members. Uh, we're very accurate with our numbers, and for the last three years, we've just rolled over our membership um, because people obviously paid up in 2020 but never got to enjoy it. So this year, all of our rolled over members were were calculated. Um, obviously, we've gone on sale in the last couple of weeks for next year, and be, you know, for next year, and we're getting a huge, uh, huge amount of interest around our memberships next year, and. I would just encourage everyone to get on now because if you've seen the stadium sell out really quickly, if you're a member, you get your seat and you get all the other benefits. So it's a great deal and um, you know, there's a lot of interest for next year. So get online now and get your membership and be excited and you'll get to cheer Roger back on and uh, Chanel and everyone else. So it'll be great fun. Oh, fantastic. Some, uh, Richard's asking if the finals game does get the go-ahead at Go Media Mount Smart. Um, the extra seating that appeared when you played the day after the All Blacks test, would that be a possibility? Um, bearing in mind, I know that the revenue generated goes to the NRL, so would they have to stump up the revenue for that seating because it's not cheap? Yeah, it's not cheap, but um, look, that's all part of the negotiations and the discussions that are happening with uh, Go Media Stadium and the NRL, and I'm sure it's an option they'll look at. Um, you know, ultimately, want to we want to play in front of in front of as many people as possible, and if that's something that we can all help out with, uh, we certainly will. Well, Cam, you're making the sports uh, world a better place to live for all of us in sports media and sports fans and general public. The Warriors are giving us so much to be happy about. And it's election year, and we don't have to talk about elections because we can talk about the mighty one New Zealand Warriors. So really appreciate you jumping on with us and go and tear some heads off in that NRL meeting with Abdo. We want to play at Mount Smart. <laughs> I'll just have to stay awake, that's all. No, no, it's all good, mate. I'll go back there now and, uh, and relax for the afternoon. Thank you for your time and your support, mate. Thank you very much. There is the wonderful CEO of Cameron George um, who came on at very short notice. Um, as, well, I did, but um, I just said we need... We need someone from the Warriors. And he said, how about me? And he's in Australia, about to meet Andrew Abdo. And he always makes himself available. And it's so refreshing um, to have someone just so normal as well. And he gets the fans. It's fans first. Um, great to catch up with him. We'll take a break. We'll come back after that. I know there's been a lot of discussion about the the playing stocks in the massive match tomorrow night, the Broncos against the Storm. This is the team lineups for... For that game, uh, for the Broncos, Tristan Saylor at the back, son of. Uh, Corey Oates, Jesse Arthurs, Deloise Huerta, Jordan Pereira, uh, Josh Rogers, Jock Madden. Uh, and then the forwards have got Tommy Flegler, well, he's a regular. Tyson Smoothie, Corey Jansen, Brendan Piakura, Jordan Ricky, and Keelan Palacia. Uh, 
They're not the big names, are they? The Storm, Ryan Pappenhausen, well, he had a long, long time out, so he needs mileage in the legs. He's getting it. He starts at the back. Will Warbrick on the wing. Justin Ollam and young Tonumapia. Uh, Rima Smith, Jaden Nikarima and Tyron Wishart will play in the seven. And their forward pack is Tarek Sims, Bronson Garlic, Tapai Moiroa, uh, Chris Lewis, uh, Alisar Katawa, former Warrior, and Josh King. Um, and just looking at the tee, good luck picking that team. Good luck picking that. Broncos are at $1.67 and the Melbourne Storm are two fifteen. but for me it's a coin flip with all of those new names. Friday night sees Manly take on West Tigers. Uh, Manly are 12-point favourites in that one. And then the Rabbitohs and the Roosters, that is must-watch viewing. That is 10 o'clock Friday night. Uh, that one truly... Virtually a coin flip with a one-point favourite South Sydney Rabbitohs. No Latrell Roosters, no Jared Wairia Hargreaves. Saturday, the Dolphins and the Warriors. Now, the Warriors, they are resting a lot, but I still think they can beat this Dolphins um, crew. They're expecting 35,000 at Suncorp for that. A lot of players getting their opportunity. They will go hell for leather. 230, the Warriors, uh, three-point underdogs. Penrith against the Cowboys. Penrith 10-point favourites in that one. St George against Newcastle. Newcastle being on a tear. Now, pretty good value at $1.87. Pretty good value. Haven't seen the team line, but actually I should see. But Ponga must be out to be $1.87. And then on Sunday, um, <clears throat> no consequence in the Titans against the Bulldogs. And then the Sharks and the Raiders, who I think Kempi and Sam both say are top eight imposters. The Raiders, and of course, without Corey Horsburgh, if you hadn't caught up, he's been suspended for three matches. If they stay in the eight, he'll miss this weekend and then their next two. So would that make it a prelim final? He would come back if they make it that far. So it's still really wide open for positioning. Still an important round for a lot of teams. Um, there's been so many messages on YouTube. I've never done this before. There's just so many. I love it. And and you're all chatting to each other on the live stream there as well. Um, Joey, pretty adamant that you don't risk your superstars on a nothing game one before the playoffs. Stiff cheese fans, suck it up. Suck it up. Um, someone saying Horsburgh's um, suspension was a joke. Jackson Ford is a better lock than Dylan. Dylan's impact off the bench is so critical. I tend to agree, but this is a bit, not a nothing game. I think it is very much an impetus game for the Warriors, and I'd love to see them. Um, um, Two Opiki is very exciting, um, although Taharoa boys are going to rip up Toa Piki oh, for the first try. Tamari Martin try assist. There we go. Um, and someone else says Dylan Walker is probably the best 40 in the comp, can play any position, highly underrated. I don't think he's underrated by the opponents, though. Don't think so. Someone seems to think that Tohu Harris will play. Well, he hasn't got on the plane, so he won't be playing. And he's a true warrior and lots of support for Tohu Harris, resting him up. I'd usually say Curran to locking roll last year, but it seems Webby has a different approach for him this year. I just don't like the idea of Dylan's energy being used up defending. Very good point. Astute rugby league brains. Astute. We'll take our last break. We'll wrap it up. I'll try and get to some more of your messages. Really do appreciate them coming in.